bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Adrian Main, joined by Justin Robert Young, who is not here, Whoa. unfortunately. Oh, oh. oh swing and too, miss. Too busy. It's too busy to be mm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have Brian Brushwood. Hey, Brian, hey, Brian no, no, here, right? I'll, 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 I'll sub. All right, cool. You and me, just you and me, bro. It's cool. Uh, you know what? Let's bring in one one more person, uh, three person. Yeah, I mean, if you dynamic. if you need a third, he- hello. Wait, is that Bryce? Is yeah. that Bryce yeah. Castillo? Hello, yeah. hey, can come I- on in, hey, Bryce. Hey, how's it going, fellas? This game is for players only. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all here now, so mm. we can all talk about. Uh, Andrew, I know that you normally have things teed up in a certain order. Uh, I, uh, okay. This this week, I happened across a headline that I was too excited, not uh, just very excited about. I mean, tell me you've seen that photo of the fully assembled, gigantic, 44-story fully, fully erect tall. starship? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not. You messed a starship? Oh, 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 you've not seen it? No, I missed this. What is oh, this? my gosh. Christ. No, finally. <gasps> right? <laughs> Ding <laughs> dong. Thing, right? Let me, let me just change the story order here. And <laughs> stack my stack. I'm sorry. I was too excited. No, no. I was. So, I saw that. I, I like stopped family members and I was like, I need you to look at this. And I'm like, yeah, it's a rocket. I'm like, go back to that Let me image. explain to you the scale of the thing. <laughs> Can I tell you what's the most impressive thing there? The cranes. Yeah, the, 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 the bucket trucks, the yep. little cherry pickers. I didn't know they made them that tall. Uh, uh, there was a similar moment where it's like uh, there's a couple of pretty tall cell towers, and uh, uh, somebody was working on one, installing more cell nodules, I guess, or whatever. But but for some reason, the fact that they had to have a crane that was even taller than the tower that was designed to be very tall yeah. is what impressed me. I, I remember being so impressed by the height of the cranes because, like, the, like the crane, they keep adding more and more crane to it. And then they show this photo, and you see the cherry pickers where these guys who are – this is on a stand that's got to be, like, 50 foot tall. Yep. And then on top of that is the booster stage, and these guys are on cherry pickers that go all the way up to the top of the booster stage. This would be – if you had a Falcon 9 rocket there, they would be able to be on – go be tweaking things in the dragon capsule. Like you could just put astronauts in there through this cherry pick. Wow. Wow. It is amazing. So, so what is I mean, the rocket school too? So uh, what is the next step on this? Uh, I, I assume some other test flight to see if they can make a big, big explodey. So the flight plan, the flight plan is the goal is they have a flight plan. They registered for a flight plan, which is basically to send this thing up into, uh, land the they want to land like the booster in like the ocean and do like kind of the stack like just do a soft landing in the ocean as far as approval <laughs> from the F- faa that's still they're still waiting they have to be some environmental impact stuff because they want to launch the most powerful rocket there is you know from some sand dune out there in texas so wow is there a timeline on it i guess do they I guess pending we, that approval, huh? We don't know because, like, they've been work, working like crazy fast pace here. And meanwhile, 
uh, Starliner, Boeing, Boeing's. Remember, there was Crew Dragon and Starliner are the two things that NASA's planned to help bring astronauts, return American astronauts to space on American hardware. And there was several years ago, like, who's going to go first? Who's going to make it first to space? Who's going to be the first to carry astronauts? Will it be Dragon or will it be Starliner? Well, it ended up being Dragon by a big margin. Starliner has not done a successful mission. They did one attempted mission unmanned to the International Space Station. We covered that. And there was some sort of error with the orbiting computer, et cetera, like this. And it came, they were unable to make that interception. So it came back down. They were like, you know what? We think we learned everything, though. We're ready to go put people in the next one. And NASA's like, you know what? You know that mission you didn't finish, you weren't able to do, which is a robot-controlled one? Maybe we do that one again. Point, like, (laughs) well, it's going to cost. Like, you know what costs more than money? Human Human lives. lives. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And like, well, who's going to pay for it? Maybe you should pay for part of this, you know? Because maybe. And so Boeing's like, fine. So Boeing, last week, was going to do that follow-up, that mission to make sure that it could do that. Now, they had got delayed before because of uh, uh, the delay on the Russian module, et cetera. But anyhow, so they were supposed to go last week. They had it on the pad. And then they checked, and there was some problem with some valves. They had like 12 valves had some errors on it. They're like, whoopsie-daisy. We're going to have to pull this thing back into the bay, take it apart, and inspect the parts. And so they're like, oh, the good news, we've inspected 7 out of 12 valves, and they're fine. Good news. That's but not, but that's now no, that's less than twelve. And now just cor- correct me if my math is incorrect. I believe seven is We're not, not twelve. We're not rocket scientists here, Bryce. <laughs> We're not rocket scientists here. Okay, you see, in, in space mm-hmm. science, rockets is yeah. it's base five it's, is what they're doing. So it's actually fine. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're both prime numbers. But twelve's not really a prime, well, but it's, it's a special it, prime because it's not a prime. But we call it's it actually a prime. very much not a prime. Yeah, it's so it's much a not a prime. Number. It's an it's an A prime. So uh, back back to the original question: uh, uh, When do we think the that very very tall spaceship is going to go? It's a, we don't know, Brian. We don't know. All right, we don't know. Uh, they did the stack, then they unstacked it, and they brought it back into the bays. They're you know all kinds of little very complicated piece of machine. They've said Elon had said before he hoped to see this thing go up by end of August. So. Well, a big the, coming up. That's coming up. Yeah, it's only big, got a couple weeks. A, yeah, big a big thing there too. It's not so much, it seems like the rocket, like I think he has a tweet, you know, one of his latest tweets is like rockets in good shape, rocket booster, but it's the they gotta put the heat shield the heat heat sh- shields on. Uh booster that we're reading here, booster engines need thermal protection. On the ground uh propellant storage tanks need to be done. And the quick desk, the QD, the quick desk, quick disconnect cable, which is what like you see right before rocket launches. They need to that. So it's a lot of the ground support stuff. Hmm. Uh, what kind of odds do you give? Like technically what they're saying is, and then after going very far up into space, it'll land eh, somewhere in the ocean near Hawaii. Like it seems to me classic uh, SpaceX move would be to say, and by land somewhere near Hawaii, what we mean is majestically like perfectly uh, vertically land in the the water and then fall over that, or something. No, that's the plan. They are going to try to do like they did with the original uh, booster stages. They're going to probably try to do a controlled descent to make, you know, try to do a controlled descent. But not on a drone ship, just into no, the ocean. No, no, oh, no, no. Right. right. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. 
I don't know if that drone ship is ready yet. Uh, oh, I guess you would need a pretty big a one. Pretty big huh? one. Mm, yeah. yeah, it'd be a big. Uh, I mean, some might call it an island. <laughs> I mean, SpaceX being SpaceX, they might. I th- I know they widened one of them. I think you know who knows. Like, they've learned a lot about like, oh, we'll let it land. Like, oh, we they have a. We talked about the robot that goes out to on the Falcon nines and goes out and attaches it to the the deck. Hmm. Because they can't put people on there. They have a quick little robot. Well. As long as we're running with the theme of Brian just asks Andrew questions, uh, I read an article with an interesting headline that suggested that maybe the ISS rotated a little bit more than we expected uh, last time we talked about it. Uh, well, I mean, I think that corrected what we had said, but it certainly it, w- it was clarified NASA's understatement of what happened. Was yeah. this the James Oberg article? I, I guess, I, 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 yeah. but but apparently yeah. it did a full on double backflip uh, in order, which which was yep. a bit more than we had expected. Yeah, and that was Oberg. Oberg has an article, and Oberg used to be a mission controller for NASA. He's done a lot of great stuff, and also like UFO stuff and all that. Let me move uh, story number three up to the second position. Here, Brian. <laughs> um, this, so, this is my new game. It's Mentalist Brian predicts how the show's going to go. <laughs> you get number three, Brian. I'm sending you a T-shirt. Uh, so uh, o- James Oberg does really, really great coverage, and then um, – this is a different article, I guess. Uh, so Oberg went in to talk about, here's a, he said, like, there's a problem. Here. He's like, the way this was downplayed, he said, this is the first time in the history of the ISS they've had, like, a, there was a certain kind of emergency alert condition. They've ever had that. He said that when we had the Challenger accidents and the Columbia accidents, he says, these things were preceded by this complacency because everything works fine. Like, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then it doesn't. And so he's like, this is a warning sign. The fact that we're not putting pressure on the Russians, it may be more of a political thing, et cetera. They've been a number of other issues, been problems there. The fact that he said, listen, there was no information in the ISS that that rocket thruster was even firing. There was no sensors. NASA had no data that that rocket thruster was firing. The only way they knew was when they look at the telemetry and they're like, our space station's flipping. <laughs> and it's like, why is this? And Russia, because Russia, we talked about before, like, what's the difference between, like, NASA and what's going on with Russia? I said money. Russia doesn't have the coverage around the world that they used to have as far as telemetry data. So they didn't even know what's going on until it came, a space station came over Russia and their ground, you know, uh, communication systems were able to connect to it. I'm like, oh, looks like we've got a firing thruster. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. So, so. Am, am I right in understanding, and I only read the one article, but it sounded like like it, it had gone far enough over that the way to correct was like, well, might as well keep on going. And then they, they, they did a full-on backflip. Uh, maybe. That might have been the case. But it was, it was a severe, severe, and it was the downplaying it is, they immediately downplayed it, and then they've now post like, oh, no, we're correct. Like, like. A rocket thruster can fire on your space station and nobody notices until they look at the telemetry on the ground. Right. I mean, like it's it's I know it's not an easy job, right? Rem, remote, uh, you know, telemetrics on, on that stuff. But get a telescope up there. Can you see the boosters going or something? Because it's it's <laughs> well, it's, it to is. Look. From, from, I mean, I bet I bet it's, it, it was a mistake, but you do have to be able to res- you know, correct for that mistake and make sure it can't happen again. Yeah. If, if, if I recall correctly, it was something like the, the shift was like a single degree every one or two seconds, something that, that even you being there on the ISS 
would not notice because everything would be moving so slowly. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's hard to it's hard to know who to point fingers at in this case. But uh, well, uh, you, I mean, you outside start outside the... of the Russians, who definitely <laughs> yeah, I mean, you start there, had like... a misfire and and shot it and do an. I mean, somersault. if I walk into the garage <laughs> and I see Bryce and his new car have driven through the wall, <laughs> like, hey, bro, you should have put a tennis ball up. Should have put a tennis ball. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bryce is like, I went very slow. I only penetrated one inch every two seconds yeah. over the last four minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's my, yeah, it blames me. Uh, so uh, Oberg points out something, too, which I did not know. And this is kind of crazy. So the Russian space module, uh, the Naka, it's, it's a, let me find the, the data here. Uh, it's made out of paper mache. It well, first he says was interesting is that there was a similar incident that that turned out uh, the Zara nodule uh, had a similar you know like had similar problems with communications issues and Nakal like so back in like 1997 the FP, FGP module had some problems as far as communication stuff etc. The Nakal module guess what that is? It was a rebuilt and upgraded backup module for that so this module they set up there is 25 year old hardware that had a problem yeah oh there was i want to say and they did they were not you they were not doing a lot of reuse i mean we talk about reusable parts nowadays but um no not well, two and I a mean, half decades ago this wasn't reusability bryce this yeah. was like the prototype sitting in the warehouse of like, oh yeah, this is the test thing. Now it never launched. It's not a thing that it was literally just a piece of backup hardware. This literally sounds like a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds. We've like got a, a prototype we got back. This here. thing laying back here. You tell me we send this into space. Well, okay. it, I, it might just you, work. <laughs> I'm gonna send you this this prescient article uh, from, and it's, it's crazy because this is. I remember laughing so hard when this came out, and I get to use this again. And I probably wouldn't put this on Twitter, but Bryce, I just sent it to your Hey account. Okay. This is from The Onion in 1998. Interesting. This is a trailer for The Fast and the Furious 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got this. All right. So we're pulling this up from our friends at TheOnion.com. Russian scientists announced six-month delay in carving a new space station. <laughs> out of rock. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, they have like, like dead photos of guys like carving out of wood. <laughs> <It's insane>. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Two on the nose. Space is space is difficult. I believe it. I believe it's difficult. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to call it rocket science yet. <laughs> yeah. More like carpentry. Another pair, major setback occurred just two years later when a pair of vagrants jimmied open the lock on the space station's mandatory hatch <laughs> and spent the night in it. They urinated all over the place, Chief Engineer Tagat Musabaya said. This created serious problems and the floor had yet been vanished and sealed. <laughs> uh, I... I, I you, you, you know who never has these problems who? are uh, us because of our fabulous patrons That's at right. patreon.com slash weird things. That's right. That's where you keep us on the regs uh, by regulations or by regs. Mm -hmm. We don't mean regulations. We mean on the regular every single week we show up to talk about uh, Sasquatch and all kinds of goblins and spiders. The answer is always snakes and occasionally space 
trap things, space things. Yeah. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash weird things. Plus you get our sister show after things a couple days earlier. That's where we talk about being creative professionals, how we get stuff done, some behind the scenes talk. You know, if you, if you liked world's greatest con, we did a lot of it. We did a couple of episodes talking about some of the behind the scenes on that. So, uh, make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash weird things. So what's still on the, on the space beat, what's been frustrating, you know, this has been very frustrating for blue origin because you've got an incredible team of people. They are really great. Uh, you know, really great vision for what they want to do. And they've, you know, they've been building these BE4 engines and there's an article that came out uh, uh, about Eric Berger wrote an article about, you know, why they're late and what's been going on with that. And it's, it's just space is really, really hard to do that. But also they put out this infographic that's sort of like criticizing uh, the whole another infographic about the whole starship program which is sort of interesting about why their space you know their moon rockets better than you know the spacex system and you get the idea that there was probably like i think they had a lot a lot riding on getting that contract uh i would love better than a space race would be a space infographic race where all people do <laughs> is crap on each other's infographics and point out how they, they have failed to advance uh, infographics. Yeah. And this one had a couple little technical errors in it too, but it was still, it was still a, uh, you just, I get the feeling they hate SpaceX over blue origin. I, 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 I mean, this is, corporate competition right there's a lot of money at yes. stake this is uh literally you know new territory being being conquered so we're sony we're, we're sega versus nintendo territory now uh which which does make it kind of interesting because uh i, I believe there was uh one headline i read about uh elon musk saying yeah i'll take a ride on virgin galactic that sounds fun like which is kind of low-key a signal that it's like i am not threatened at all by your your wacky floaty plane uh well, he's friend i mean he was he was there on the day of launch hanging out with richard branson too sure 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 but right. but but also yeah. that's a good way to sort of solidify your position as king is to be magnanimous in victory and uh, yeah. and to maybe a lesser competitor you know right right like, exactly to refuse to acknowledge number two like like right. ah we here at Coke love RC Cola. It's the best. If you're not going to have Coke, well, he, have he, RC Cola. He, <laughs> Elon has said, I wish Jeff spent more time at Blue Origin. He's said because he thinks, you know, he's spoken highly of, of Bezos and thinks that, you know, Blue Origin would benefit from Bezos being more hands-on. He's been, because his, I think, I think Elon's view of space is kind of like he watched, he watched the internet. And being an active participant in the early 90s, when remember early 90s, like, well, who's going to be the biggest company on the Internet? It's going to be Cisco. Is it going to be WorldCom? You know, who's it going to be? And it's like biggest player. Yeah. Ain't even here yet. And it's going to be bigger than you realize. And so like worrying about like, yeah, Elon worrying about Blue Origin now is like, you know, some local Internet company worrying about, you know, the Tallahassee tile up, whatever. It's like space. News alert. Space is big. Space is really big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I think that's a fantastic way to a perspective to have is like when we think about space, when, when, when we get to a point where we are interfacing with space regularly, the, 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 the players probably, yeah, we probably don't even know the names today. They probably either don't exist, haven't been started or 
will be spot you know like I'm, you got, I'm not using net zero anymore but that used to be that that was the thing when we back in the day yeah well you had uh you had right now like we, we didn't we're never really talk about relativity space relativity space was a number of former spacex people and they're doing a lot of like 3d manufacturing and you know rocket lab we mentioned they're building a fuller a larger rocket they're going to try to go for full reusability there's just you know <clears throat> things are moving fast uh you know there's a few other companies i'm missing too you know so it's it's yeah it's like very exciting so you know one of these small players you know could come up with some other different approach and who knows Hey, uh, it's a guy in Germany got a fine. We know his name because of their pri privacy laws, but we'll call him Klaus. Klaus, Klaus got a fine. Klaus got fine. Klaus he got, got a fine. fine. Now what? Okay, hold on. Now I was on the phone with Klaus just the other day. Mm -hmm. He didn't and, mention a fine because usually he talks about his fines pretty upfront. Well, he yep. says that he's fine. I ask how he's doing, and he says fine. I didn't know he meant that he's he was assessed a fine. fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. What did he did he do something wrong? Was he too old? I is mean, there an, do they have? Is it is it Logan's Run a universe in Germany right now? What's up? I mean, I don't, I don't, I. Kudos. I on don't the see Logan's it in any wrong. I, I had. <clears throat> pardon me. I'm emotionally overcome. <laughs> I, 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 I know a friend who did the same thing. He didn't get fined. It was cool. Klaus got fined. Hmm. Uh. Uh. uh Man, I've had my head in the clouds ever since we started talking about space. We're talking about a terrestrial thing that he did. That the Earth crimes. Earth, Earth crimes. Earth crimes. Right. Okay. Uh, we're Earth crimes. Let's get Earth fines. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, so when Klaus did it, it got a fine. But when Andrew's friend did it. And no fine. Friend of the family. Yeah. Friend of yeah. the family. All right. Was it was it that he got caught? Is it something where maybe people do it normally, but usually they don't get caught doing it? No, not too normal. Neighbor neighbor tipped off the cops. Oh, the neighbor found out. Did did it involve yeah. affecting another living creature's life? Like was did he poke an eye or something? Or yeah. No, no, no. Did so he, wait, is this a victimless crime for which he was fined? Yeah, was there a victim? Brian, it's a great way, great question. On one hand, you could say completely victimless crime, or you could say it's part of the well, greatest crime against humanity ever. Really hard to say. Did there are either no victims or there are a lot of victims? Was, was he a Holocaust denier? I don't know what his personal opinions are. <laughs> Maybe uh okay, okay here here's a guess. Was it was it littering? Like you know, like yeah, sometimes people that that's affecting everybody but also maybe nobody. Yeah. No, it wasn't littering. Oh. I mean, it was it was, it was it was all in his house, all confined in his house. Did he did he was he doing genetic modifications on things? Mm, homemade crisper. No, that would be cool, though. Okay. 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 Hmm. Did he invent new whippets? <laughs> whippets, too. The sequel to Whippets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going I'm to uh, take I'm gonna silence the... <laughs> as assent. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, was it, um, okay, was it, was it something having to do with his, with his purse, with Klaus's person? Was, you know, like, was he 
I don't know, doing illegal workouts or running around nude uh, with the windows open. I don't know. Did is that illegal? Get a tattoo that says Scientology is real. Uh, <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Did it? Did it just involve oh, Klaus, or did it involve uh, actually, another? Uh, how much of a fine did oh, he get? Yeah, we should probably know that. That'd be helpful. Uh, he has. Um, because if it's fine, it's five marks, then that's probably something small. But if it's like 50,000 marks eh, or 500,000, $300,000, $300,000. And, and, and did it involve software? No. Oh, how do you, an analog. How do you get fine that much without and no nudity? No. No nudity, no software. Somehow you get three hundred thousand dollar fine, and no one did, got did hurt. House in Austin or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, did he? Oh, uh, uh, um, maybe. Uh, 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 oh, I was gonna say like cruelty to animals. No. Oh. No. Sorry, I'm just proposing things to try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was in his house. His neighbor reported him uh is it is it is it covid related no okay 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 hold on uh sidebar yeah uh, rice let's go dude what else is left i don't i don't talking about genetic engineering we're talking about violation uh, we we ruled out well we we kind of walked up, around brought violence. Up the nazis he walked right past it yeah. I, I don't know what else is it, oh, uh, oh okay duh we got to try this okay andrew was it snakes no damn it god wait what what did you ask me about nazis by the way just out of curiosity oh if he was a holocaust if he was a holocaust denier is he a neo-nazi I have no evidence of that. Okay. Did, wait, wait. Did he design? Especially no evidence of the neo part either. Did he deny? Oh wait. Oh, he's old. And, oh, was he an original Nazi? Oh wait. <gasps> wait. Did he finally? Is he one of those old dudes that finally got arrested? Or you're like, oh, you shouldn't have Nazi'd you Nazi. Here's a fine. He's 84, so he would have been like a teenage Nazi with like a learner's permit. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Uh -huh. And no. 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 Okay. Did he steal Hitler's I paintings? I would say it's Nazi, it's Nazi adjacent. Okay. <gasps> uh, 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 was he? Wait. Uh, was it? Did it involve a hate crime? Did he do a hate crime? I mean, it's it's Europe. Hard to define what that means. Wow. Oh, and, and well, and, I, and let's not me forget. Me saying that's probably a hate crime. A Andrew did say if his Andrew said Andrew's friend did this and did not get a fine. So, was it drawing a cartoon? No. Okay. Okay. Was it about something that Klaus owns? Is there something in? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, wait a minute! Did was okay, he hoarding Nazi gold? No, Memorab not holding, not hoarding uh, Nazi gold. Wait, 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 wait! Was it was it was it was it was it uh, 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 Hitler related China? No. Okay. He had to think about it though. He had to think about it. No, I had to think what the hell he just said. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I meant, I meant like, you know, teaware. Um, yeah. That, I, I was afraid that his friend was me because I definitely bought some, like, <laughs> Hitler-related <laughs> teacups when I was in uh, uh, Hungary or Turkey. They're, they're the ones where they, they, well, you put it up to your lips and it's a little mustache. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Okay, so he's got he's got some sort of contraband. We you know Germany's got very strong uh, anti-Nazi laws. Yes, yes, yes. Now a little what, too late if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it's not. It's it's it doesn't seem like it's memorabilia. It doesn't. Uh, but Was he wearing is, a T-shirt that said "Hotzi Nazi"? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. Ready. You're Hit pretty us. close. You're <laughs> pretty close. Oh no! Pretty close uh, with Hotzi so Nazi. <laughs> his neighbors, his neighbors tipped him off because they thought he might have had art from art stolen art from World War II in his possession, and so the police show up and they go open up the doors, the garage doors, and what do they find? A Panzer tank. <gasps> A whole tank? <laughs> a whole tank. A whole tank. Actually, suddenly a uh, fine not only makes sense, but also sounds rad. It's like, yeah, uh, I'll pay your fine for having the uh, world's greatest Jeep. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it was there was more Look to it than it. that, too. They also found uh, an 8.8 centimeter caliber anti-aircraft gun, a torpedo, a mortar, machine guns, assault rifles, machine pistols, and more than 1,000 rounds of ammunition. That was a little bit of a problem, too. Yeah, well, yeah. when they asked him what's up, he said, oh, these street kids, they're everywhere. You have to show dominance. <laughs> I go, I get I get Klaus Bar from restaurant. Klaus, you go get a Klaus Bar? A Klaus Bar, yeah. yes, I name so, Bar after self. You made the bar. Oh, yes, interesting. I make with chocolates, but want to deliver you very safely. Mm. Street ruffians always snapping uh happening in time and you yeah. need a re you really just need to <laughs> take a tank to the I whole take situation tank yes i i take a tanker now what about the anti-aircraft okay i don't like aircraft either but you know, so far no bother hey you know i i i understand that jet noises man are, yes full of karens in the sky I, arguing I, over I gotta, seats i gotta read you the gizmodo editorial the editorialization of the last paragraph huh uh, at 84 years old, the unnamed uh, he's so he's been given time to sell it to in a museum, and apparently some unnamed museum in the U.S. is interested. And I think I know what it is. At 84 years old, the unnamed man would have been born in the in the late 1930s and too young to fight World War II. And while the man's political sympathies are unclear, it seems unlikely that anyone but a Nazi would want to own a Nazi tank and weapons for their home. In which case, good riddance. Dude, that's lies. Yeah, I, I would I, love to own a Nazi tank. Put that. Put no. that. Put out the press release. If anybody I, has I, a would, Nazi like tank, to, I will take it. I would like the Nazi shirt. I would like have battles, and the Nazis would always lose. Well, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, look, was... you got to have characters from both sides. You have to have, you know, the same people who are marketing Darth Vader merchandise are gonna are gonna shame me for having a Nazi tank. Yeah, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because yeah, you had so. the word space in front of Hitler doesn't make him not Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we had a, a, our friend, I mentioned this guy before, uh, Walt Omanoffer was a friend of my father, interesting guy. He had a Panzer tank and somewhere there's a photo of my dad and Walt driving down the street in his tank because he had to put wheels on the thing. Oh my um, gosh. Which, you know, kind of, kind of awesome. Walt Can was you... the guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just that... now imagining someone getting a possession of a tank having a innocent joyride and then like the military engaging thinking it's like an an assault i mean if it's it's an it, like like i think the reverse would be true it's like uh uh you could take an actual military tank go drive it down the street and the the the, the police will show up saying like dude launch a t-shirt over here like that's <laughs> what they're most likely to think is going on like i love surge bring it back <laughs> bring it back yeah 
That's what you need. That's how you put Surge Livery on the tank, the decals and stuff. It's just a promotional material. It's the new it's the new hot dog mobile. The Surge <laughs> tank. <laughs> I'm just going to get in this tank random <laughs> and take it back home. <laughs> The 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 funny thing about that whole uh the thing, funny thing about Walt is remember the whole exploding whale when they exploded the whale on the beach? Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. Walt's the guy I mentioned. Walt was the guy who was there who was he was a former munitions expert in the military. He tells him, Don't blow this thing up. This is not the way to do it. This is a really bad idea. And like the Florida Department of Transportation, or Oregon Department of Transportation is like, oh, we know what we're doing. We got this. It's like, no. Walt has the guy that had the brand new car and literally it, written on the side was a whale of a deal and a big piece of blubber came down and crashed oh. on his car. Is that, is that, I mean, that clip is older than any of us. Um, mm-hmm. 1970. Uh, d- does that mean we could get away with playing it? right now on Twitch for anybody who hasn't seen it because some number We've played of people, it plenty of times before. Plenty is, you know, negotiable. I mean, like uh, watching well, a, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, if, if you're not familiar, uh, there is a, a big old dead whale and somebody thought, you know, it'd be a smart way to get rid of things is to blow it up. Um, and, uh, and here it is, 1970. Like that seems like it worked. No, it doesn't. What? I mean, until now. You hear the cheers, and then the bits of whale fall, and you hear the screams. It sounds like foley work. Any one of those people might be about to die, and it just sounds like the pitter patter of exploded whale meat. Oh my gosh! Oh, so good. Uh, gotta find whale of it. I gotta find the old article, which is. <laughs> If you look up, type type that in and type in uh, uh, "exploding whale, whale of a deal." Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, then then we can fire the photo of the destroyed car that says "whale of a deal" and has whale destroying it. Yeah, you'll see this from uh, Walt's son talking about this. Um, yeah, that was the slogan at the time of the. He goes, "My dad bought it from Old Dunham Cadillac." Oman offer said, and their slogan at the time was, "Come on in, we'll give you a whale of a deal." I mean, uh, and apparently, the state of Oregon paid for the car to be replaced. I guess it was then. Like the story and money, you won. Yeah. Uh, so let me read uh, the story. Uh, Kelly Elmanoffer tagged along on a business trip with his dad 45 years ago in the family's brand new car from Dunham Oldsmobile. The man, the four-year-old's father, was meeting November 12, 1970, was watching a 45-foot, eight-ton whale that washed up on the beach, and the Oregon highway workers tasked with removing the carcass from the sand. So I'm all excited and it went over my dad. They're going to blow it up. 20 cases of dynamite. And my father said, I think you misheard him. I think he said 20 sticks. <laughs> I don't recall. And I said, no, he said 20 cases. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he goes, after they blew it up, everybody's watching off. And then 30 seconds later, blam, blam, blam. Then everything's going. There's a huge chunk of whale blubber getting thrown at us. So, so then there's people running everywhere, scattering. Then there's whale blubber everywhere. Even the camera and left his camera and went running, as did the reporter. It's smart. <laughs> they're all smart people yeah so anyhow uh panzer tanks whale blubber what can i say gentlemen time for picks uh we're gonna talk about it again later but i watched the suicide squad twice or at twice. least well one and a half times like i watched it in the movie theater and then i watched it with my kid 
far enough to realize like, oh yeah, there's a reason we have movie theaters and it's so that our kids aren't with us when we're watching movies. Um, uh, mm -hmm. it was, it was better than I heard the first one was, but, but, uh, but I guess a box box office disappointment question mark. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was great. I thought it was, it was a lot of fun. I watched it on HBO max. I didn't, I didn't go to a theater for it. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the, the, I, I was talking about it on Twitter with someone I was, and I think the only criticism I would give it is like, maybe, maybe wrap up that last act a little faster, but like, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really well written. There, there are enough surprises, and by the end, you kind of realize the magic trick of the franchise bait that they want this to be. Like, oh no, here are the people we're going to use over and over again. But the way that they get there is is fun, and it doesn't feel like, uh, I don't know, it doesn't all feel like a setup to make the Suicide Squad 2, if that makes sense. You know, it felt like we've got a really cool, engaging story and, and really, uh, really cool characters. I, I enjoyed it. I had, it was funny because like, yeah, they're like, oh, box office disappointing because like, you know, my girlfriend like, oh yeah, we'll go see Suicide Squad this weekend. We'll use our AMC movie passes. We'll go see it. I'm like, cool. And I go HBO. I'm like, oh yeah, this is on HBO. I'm like, we got a busy weekend. Let's just go watch it. So we watched it Friday night. You know, we ate you know, popcorn and, you know, watched it at home and enjoyed it. And that's, if it hadn't been on HBO Max, yeah, we would have seen it in theaters. And that I think a lot of I think their box office take would have been much higher. So mm -hmm. unlike the difference between that and uh Black Widow was you had to you have to pay 25 bucks on Disney Plus 30. to watch Black Widow. 30. 30 bucks. Yeah, 30. On top of Crazy. also paying for Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. yeah. So I think that's that was sort of a big difference here, was just the fact that like uh but yeah, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. I Guardians is still his best movie first one um mm. second one's a bit of a it's you weird know, sit here wait for something to happen moment but this was fun i enjoyable but you know, guardians i thought was just you know was a magical movie this was fun it just is him writing you know really well written really good storytelling but i didn't walk away going oh my god you got you know. yeah it did uh deliver by that third act that rarest and most valuable of all things in movies a genuine surprise like are they really gonna are they really gonna oh they really are okay this is where this is where we're at this is how this movie ends yeah yeah uh, uh it, yeah it's just it feels like a big spectacle uh, you know it's just a good fun i don't know i, I it's great I, I think it's great and it being on hbo max makes it a lot easier to to recommend rather than a whole like go to the theater and go and get popcorn and sit and go into all that stuff. Yeah. You know that they, so you know that they're doing the Peacemaker TV series for HBO, right? HBO Max or HBO? Mm. No, I had not heard that. Already shot eight episodes in the can. Gun shot like six out of eight. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. They, they got a lot of confidence and I think it's earned. I mean, I think they, they've got good characters here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've got a, preemptive pick i've got i've got an assumptive pick i've i've started watching this um it's i have not seen i'm not caught up with it um but my friends are like obsessed with talking about this this is a new hbo series called the white lotus i, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or seen about this um it is uh, i don't know how to describe this show by which i mean I don't know what genre of show this is. I, I started watching it and I thought, oh, 
this is a murder mystery, right? They start up and they say like, oh yeah, you know, uh, uh, oh, you were at the White Lotus Resort. I heard somebody died there. And you watch the guy and he watches them put the body on, uh, but a, you know, a body box on a plane. You're like, oh, they're setting up the big murder mystery. And then I started episode two and I thought, I don't think this is a murder mystery. I think this is, I think it's supposed to be a satire of, rich people and rich people problems. The idea is you follow a group of people as they go and spend a week at this resort in Hawaii, the White Lotus, and it's a high-end resort and they're all, you know, rich and powerful and they still find problems. And, and I, I don't, I don't exactly know what this is. I'm, I'm two episodes in, I think there's like six episodes right now. And I don't know if this is setting up a mystery box or if this is meant to be like, an, an arrested development type satire what, what, uh, uh, bef- before Andrew chimes in uh, what are you what are you hoping this will be I, w- I mean uh, selfishly I wish that I would love for this to be like a a whodunit right they, the very first thing that happens in the very first episode is they tell you somebody died at the resort and then they flash back seven days and so to me all I want to know is, okay, who did die? They kind of can't give you a hint, but if this was a whodunit, then that would be a red herring. There would be mis, you know, there would be all these misdirections, um, and I, I kind of hope that that's the case because I think the otherwise the storylines are maybe a little uh, banal. They're a little like plain, um, but I don't, I don't know. I, that that's what's really fascinating to me is I'm watching the show and and all of my friends are obsessed with it, and. I really don't know what we're doing here, which is a really, which is really cool. I don't think that there are a lot of shows that do that. I don't know. Andrew, did you, had you seen some of this? No, no, I've seen it. I just, I just, it's funny. Like, ah, you know, making fun of rich people. I'm like, God, ah, it's like Hollywood on Hollywood, you know, rich people making movie TV shows about rich people. <laughs> sort of it's sort of the, the other line. Um, I have no, no, I have no, I saw, I couldn't make out from like the description, what this was going to be about. Right. So here's the IMDb description. Uh, Fantasy Island, you know. It says it's a comedy and a drama set in a tropical resort. It follows the exploits of various guests and employees over the span of a week, which is like either either a really a very good description of a very boring show or would be a very interesting facade for a surprise to come later. But I don't know that that's what that what this is. So I I don't I I'm I'm preemptively picking it because I think the little bit that I've seen so far is good, and I my understanding is it's really good. So I'm on board. If that sounds interesting to you, maybe check it out. <laughs> Boy, that is that is a full on endorsement <laughs> from Bryce Castillo. Two thumbs, <laughs> kind of up. Yeah. <laughs> two uh, your two thumbs. Up. <laughs> let me know how it goes. You let me know. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you got a pick? Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen the, uh, you ever seen the African queen? Uh, oh, the movie from the, what, 1960s, 40s? 1950s, 1951. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, have you, you watched it recently? I did. And I, I, I'd never seen it. And it's one of these movies that people want to talk about lists of favorite movies. Uh, that does not look like Catherine Hepburn on the poster, by the way. Uh, uh, two, it is Bogart and Hepburn playing very, very good, very clearly good characters. It's one of the reasons why there's a lot of love for Bogart and Hepburn, too, because Bogart liked to play uh, 
not the 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 normal leading man types. He's a guy that started off in gangster movies and doing those kinds. And so by the time you see him do Maltese Falcon, where he plays, you know, when he Maltese Falcon, he plays, you know, Sam Spade, who's a guy who is, you know, sleeping with his partner's wife and all this. He's just sort of this, he loves us. Treasure the Sierra Madre. He's the villain. He's a bad guy in that. Right. So here he plays this guy who runs this little steamboat up and around, you know, in Africa. And he's not the most sophisticated guy at all. And he plays it really well. There's a great scene where he's at having tea and his stomach just won't stop making noises, you know? And he's just, <laughs> it's just, it's a delightful movie. And I never knew really what it was about. And then I watched what I was about. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I thought it was just kind of like, you know, like a heaven knows Miss Allison or something. Like, oh, the guy and the, the prim woman, they have to go from point A to point B. And a little more like it's it's it involves the German occupation in World War One of, you know, parts of Africa. And uh, I mean, do you want a spoiler or? Yeah, I mean, go go for it. I, I, yeah. I don't think so. I was, so there yeah. the point is he's he's for the Germans take over. He's trying to help her out. And she's determined we got to go torpedo this German boat out on the lake. We need to go do that. And that's what they're going to try to go do is they're going to take their little the little steamboat down the river navigate the most harsh you know parts of africa to navigate and they're gonna go try to blow up a german boat which i loved that i thought it was like oh a delightful little romance where you know they fall in love over some trying to go on some journey like no she's like we gotta just we gotta kill the germans <laughs> you know i'm like oh this is awesome wow, so that's cool that, that knowing that will i should hopefully enhance your interest in the movie not it, it make oh there's more to it than you know yeah. Uh, uh, the reverse of that is uh, uh, we watched a uh, uh, Jungle Cruise with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which and, was influenced uh, by this. Uh, I, I I very much believe it now because it's like watching this movie. It's like uh, I just pictured the Disney writers' room where they're all like, uh, "All right, who's left? Uh, snakes, uh, bugs, and Germans." That's that's all that's left that could be just just <laughs> bad guys. <Yep. laughs> and so guess the, the, guess who the bad guys are? <laughs> Snakes, bugs, and Germans. And that the 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 movie, I mean the 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 Jungle Cruise ride was influenced by the movie African Queen. And then when they go to make finally a Jungle Cruise movie, influenced again. Uh so I I I highly recommend watching African Queen. What do you think of Jungle Cruise? Uh I I thought it 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 did it worked harder than it needed to. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I thought uh, the first 30 minutes were adorable. Uh, I was buckled up for a The Mummy experience. Instead, uh, uh, I, I, it was, <laughs> there was some moment where they, they had a brief moment. They were like, what do we do now? And I couldn't help but whisper, Get fast passes for Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it very much is exactly what you would think it would would be. It it delighted me more than the Suicide Squad, to be honest with you. Like, if you uh -huh. asked me to go watch one movie again, I'd probably watch The Jungle Cruise again. Oh wow! Because part of the Suicide Squad I loved, but the best jokes you saw them ten times in the trailers. Sure, sure. Huh. Yeah, I I I I just uh, Jungle Cruise like i said went went the long way around added a lot of lore that that i don't know needed to be there mm, maybe understood maybe it's that's them setting up you know like pirates a franchise or no, i mean I, to, to brian's point it's like how do you how do you turn the jungle cruise into a movie and like well well there's this and there's a lot there's yeah there's a lot of layers and i get i get 100 percent what you're going and there's a lot of things like i uh, kind of probably could have been streamlined i would have enjoyed it as much but uh 
the total to your point, I still like it's not fun. Like I like I thought there were more twists than that than the Suicide Squad. Cool. Both good. Go see them both. Mm. Why not both? <laughs> yeah, why not? Gentlemen, it's been weird. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>